The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. Welcome to this podcast episode. So today I got to chat with Ryan Rial, a former writing colleague from the Canon. He was among the first people. He was actually our first host and editor of the Canon Cast podcast. So uh, it was really cool to talk with him again about the Blue Jackets. We talked about the bubble last summer. And we talked about some of the players like his guy, PLD, Pierre-Luc Dubois. So really fun getting the chat with him. He was also on Jeopardy. And that's going to be a separate episode that I'm going to drop tomorrow, Monday. But He uh, really gave some awesome content on what it was like being on Jeopardy, going through that experience, and also interacting with Alex Trebek. So be sure to look out for that one as well. So what's up, Ryan? How you been? Good. Good. How about you? Doing well. Yeah. So Ryan Rial, thanks for coming on to this podcast. Obviously, I know you from over at the Canon. We kind of did this thing with the Canon cast a while ago, and that's already almost at 100 episodes now, if you can believe that. I cannot. Crazy, I cannot. Right? Yeah. No, you guys have been doing an awesome job. You've been doing uh, fantastic work running with it, editing it. It's crazy, especially with this year, right? Like having to dig for storylines where there was a long swath of no hockey. And um, and even when there there isn't hockey, there's tons of stuff to talk about, but was a dearth there for a while of just like, what's going to happen? I mean, that's still what we're talking about right now yeah. is, is what's going to happen. So nobody knows. I was just about to say last, well, we actually had some topics last night, you know, talking about the yeah, unfortunate COVID stuff with the Jackets, Bemstrom, you know, what the league is going to do when they come back, whenever they come back, hopefully it's January, who knows, but you're not kidding though. I mean, we were definitely, I mean, as it was everybody else. And of course, just, you know, there were way more serious things going on sure, with COVID sure, and all yeah. that, but yeah, it was, it was tough. It wasn't the uh, typical off season, obviously with, uh, just no activity like in a I don't know even in a normal hockey offseason you know you have the playoffs in June free agency in July August you might have training camp stuff but yeah it was definitely interesting but yeah it was cool to uh start that off the uh the canning cast when we were doing that and uh you know it's funny because you were the one that took the reins with that and then I kind of uh I don't know. I figured out how to podcast and edit and host and yeah. all that in the middle, but I've, I've got, I've found my groove now. I know what I'm kind of doing now. Yeah, no, I can tell the quality's gotten better. Um, and you were also the one when we started it to push me. Cause I was like, you know, PD was like, Hey, we should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And you were like, Hey, are we going to do that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because, um, I obviously understand exactly what you went through editing and, and, you know, and now that I've, I've found my niche with it and kind of my groove, I, um, I don't know. I, I've, I've set up myself to, I, 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 to quote what you kind of told me or paraphrase what you told me, you were kind of like a perfectionist for better or for worse. And that's exactly where I'm at with it now, because it's like, I have found exactly what I want to do, how I'm going to do it. And I will drive myself crazy yeah. over the stupidest thing that no one's going to notice or hear, but I will know it's there. So I don't know. I like it when it's up and done, but yeah, I don't, I'll drive, I'll drive myself crazy over the stupidest stuff sometimes with that stuff with, with editing and all that. Yeah. So. And then I also compared it like, I know exactly, you're exactly right, but I would compare it the way I used to do it to like, 
mowing a lawn with a pair of scissors. Like it was so mm. inefficient, yeah. but like it was exactly how I wanted it. It wasn't inefficient by the end, but you know what I mean? Like it was not like there right, were no yep. automated workflows. Uh, there was no, so, but you know, you get better and you know, we, you and I are not professional podcasters. So You're right, right, make it no. do with what we have and learning on the go. Uh, but that's, that's how you have to do it. That there's no better way to learn. Yeah. There's absolutely no better way to learn how to do it. So so you work at Clemson University, that right? Is, that is correct. I work at Clemson in communications, yeah. Yeah, communications. So you do you do media and this kind of stuff, basically, right? So you obviously had that knowledge and probably could still teach me <laughs> a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, so before we started with the Canon cast, you already were doing... Um, I know you sent along, like... I think you had sent me a like a link to a video or maybe you put it in our Slack back in the day. Uh, it was like a video, like you had it put together or an interview or something, but you, you do those things, right? Like with the, is it all the sports or? I, so I, I used to work in sports. I don't anymore. I work in, in IT now, which is um, very, very different than sports for a lot of reasons. But I used to work in, in athletic communications. I worked uh, first job at a, in college. I went to Ohio University, which is one of the reasons, which is the reason I'm a Blue Jackets fan is because all my roommates were from Columbus and we watched the jackets every night, uh, but then I uh, helped out there in the athletic department and then uh, did deep division two uh, college down here in South Carolina, athletic communications. And uh, so the, the thing about that is like we talked about, you just have to do it. I mean, you're on the road with all these teams, you're making graphics, you're making tweets, you're writing stories, you're taking photos, you're running music, you're statting the games, you're playing. So doing a lot of that. And so, um, and so you get good at a million different things because you have to. And um, I went to Division One Loyola in Maryland, big basketball lacrosse school, the Division One school down here, Presbyterian, which which is where I was for a while, uh, and then got out of sports because you you kind of you have to do everything, and so you burn out uh, fairly quickly. Yeah. If, this is what happens a lot. So uh, that was a, it was a good it was a great uh, training ground for me for a lot of reasons. Uh, but you know, you're, you're on a bus coming home from the middle of nowhere at 2am and you're just kind of like, what am I, what am I doing? Uh, I mean, you know, cause you worked in baseball, like, you know how that yeah. is working in sports. Right. Like yeah. there, there's not a ton of off time. There's not a ton of off days. And, uh, you know, it's such an event driven schedule nights, weekends, cause that's when you play games. So, uh, I mean, you know, you know how it is. So that said, I, I was in a situation uh, very recently. I forget what, it, I forget what I was doing. Oh, I was, I was doing something for, for work and they were giving these awards and it was happening very quickly. And it was something that I hadn't felt since I was in, in sports, which is that, that time pressure, things are happening mm. right now and you have to do it right now. Um, something like statting, like volleyball, right? Like you have to input every single play that happens every time a ball gets touched, which is whoever, you know, however many times on a rally, you have to do that. So ha- having that fear of like, there's no backstop, it's me. <laughs> so, um, but that was a really good teacher. To, that was a really good thing for me to to do because now when those situations come up, which is, which is very rare, you know, I've, I've done it before. So. Yeah. How long have you been uh, on the IT side now? About five years. Oh, five wow. Years. So a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I do still help out at Presbyterian with sports. I do a lot more broadcast stuff now. So uh, working in the broadcast truck, um, sometimes I will run graphics. Sometimes I'll, I'll run the, the technical board, uh, changing camera angles, run replays, throwing it to break, that kind of stuff. Um, I think like, like this weekend I'll be doing graphics inside or like the replay when the refs need to go look over a play. So I have a little bit of video background from, from doing sports as well. So I still like to keep my hand in, 
if somebody needs me to help out, um, I will still stat like women's lacrosse from here occasionally with some local schools. It's just stuff that's always going to need to get done. Um, and I actually didn't know how to like score a baseball game until I, I, I did it professionally. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like knowing how to do stuff like that, that was, it was fun. But now obviously you left the cannon because you became a father. So how's that been? How's that life been? Uh, it's been crazy. And when people ask me that, like, I don't really know how to respond because I, we had our son like the day that COVID started. Uh, so yeah. like my parenting experience hasn't Normal. been what anybody else's would have right, been. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it actually has worked out really well because I work from home now. And so, um, you know, I, my, normally I would have had like six weeks of leave maybe. And I would have gone back to, I don't even remember anymore maybe four. I don't know. I, I would have gone back to work pretty quickly. Um, but you know, I work from home all summer. So I got, instead of like a couple of weeks, I got five months before we started sending in the daycare, uh, which was incredible. Right. So, um, it, that, that worked out really, really well. And so, uh, it's just, I mean, my life is so different now. My time is not my own anymore for the most yeah. part. So it's, I mean, it's great. I'm not complaining, but like the, the, I do, you know, and especially with, with everything being thrown into flux, like you could have, you know, in February, I could have been like, well, you know, maybe I could do this when the fall comes and we get back into a normal scene, but that is not a thing. It's not, yeah. you know, nothing is the same as what we thought. Right. So, um, it's been, it's been, it's been good. And it's also, it, I mean, it's been tough to like, not be able to take him places, you know? Um, but he's a baby. He'll, he'll be, he'll be okay. And yeah. hopefully when he gets usually he won't, I mean, he won't know any of this. Right. I know. Right. Story for I was going to say, I, I, yeah. I've been thinking about all the babies. Like my cousin had a baby recently like within the last month or so and um yeah i think of all the babies that have been born in this year with everything going on all the shit going on with covid and everything and they're none the wiser to it and hopefully they won't have to even remember it because hopefully it'll be gone you know obviously sooner than later but right and yeah it's been crazy but so yeah i was curious i obviously wanted to get your thoughts you know you, like we talked about the blue jackets so uh i mean it's so easy to say what are your thoughts but obviously it's so relative with covid this year but with the whole as stupid dumb crazy as this year has been anyway um it was so weird to me when we finally had sports back obviously because we're playing games in august when we should be talking about you know training camp and preseason so once you it was like once i got past the weirdness of watching an actual playoff game in august on tv at you know one o'clock two o'clock eight o'clock yeah you know it's like once i got past that and looked at what was happening on tv it was like okay this looks and feels normal except for the fact that it's you know 90 degrees on a summer day but what were your thoughts on the bubble um you know obviously i so i was actually i i risked it i guess you could say i went to the beach for a few days i had a couple weeks off from work but we were you know careful i did mask. well that's right exactly and um but so the jackets clinched that leaf series while i was away but man that was so satisfying just because it was toronto it was in toronto uh you know it was just it is what it is they did that comeback right. and, and like the jackets fan was like i mean the 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 you know we've been conditioned yep. i was like yep. ah shit yeah. that's it like yeah that was that was it was a scary series and especially when you when you your team plays somebody like toronto it's the center of the hockey world so everybody's watching that series it's not they're not playing florida and nobody cares i mean you you were on the big networks you get the the headlines people are watching so uh for somebody like pld to have that series and and 
you know, really a Canadian boy to have that series like that. And his profile goes to the roof because he does it on Sportsnet and he, you know, he's on TSN. So I think that was really nice for the, not the Jackets really. I mean, obviously they beat Tampa last year. They, I guess two years ago now, I mean, like they don't need the pro it's not like nobody's ever heard of Columbus, but, um, to be able to do that, that series. And I will say something, I'm going to step out a little bit. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little heretical. I can't, I've been having a really hard time watching sports just because it doesn't, doesn't feel real to me. Like I know it is. I, it's not like I'm saying anybody has an asterisk. I just right. can't. I get it. I, it, it, I, it. It's so weird to me. And the NBA and the NHL and uh, you know the NWSL, the, like the bubble, the bubble works, right? Like we've seen it. It worked. NFL, the MLB doesn't really work that way. It's so great. So I love the bubble in terms of like safety and, and crowning a champion and the way they did it. Uh, I know that it was mentally difficult on a lot of those players and, you know, having to not see your family and having to never see outdoors. And it's just, I, I miss, I did not realize, I don't think how much I, I miss yeah. fans and how much like, right. could you imagine if PLD scores that overtime goal, like how much the play, you know, like the, the crowd yeah. reaction, no matter where he scored at Toronto or, or Columbus, like, God, that would have given me such like. So I, I very much miss that, and I and I wonder if that's driving down some of the ratings, just because like I don't know if that's anecdotal, but it just doesn't right. feel authentic, real to me. Even something like the yeah, Masters, right? right? Like it, it, something that you don't traditionally think about. The, the crowd noises. You, I mean, the Masters is, is a different example because like obviously that's a, the biggest golf tournament there is. Uh, but something like um, you know, I, the I World just Series. Yeah, miss it I know what it you doesn't, mean. Yeah, yeah, and I did not realize how much of a of a how, how much that covered yeah. my viewing and how much I really appreciated right. that. So you don't have any more. So it's funny because I agree because like I noticed it more when I was watching baseball and I was mentioning to the uh, this to another guest recently because uh, he covers the San Francisco Giants and 49ers. so he's you know in the empty stadiums all the time. So uh, I was like, you know, I don't notice it as much in football or even even in the hockey bubble. I even like now. Don't get me wrong. I love like you said, you know, the full atmosphere, the crowd, all that. You can't replace that. But I liked how the the NHL bubble was able to work, not only for a safety perspective, but it even looked kind of cool. Yeah, uh, with the the jumbotron vision screens and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, if you can have fans and sellouts, that's what you want. Obviously, but ideally. But yeah, so I noticed like watching baseball, it was so weird seeing it. I mean, I got used to it, obviously, by the end of the season. But seeing empty seats on TV is just so weird uh, and just kind of unappealing, honestly. You know, and I mean, I, yeah. I get why they're doing it, obviously. It just it just doesn't feel the same. And, you know, they have the fake crowd noise from MLB The Show and, you know, whatever. It's not perfect. But, you know, I'm watching the NFL and you just don't even really think about the empty seats. You see it, but it's like, oh, yeah, it looks weird. But then they the way the camera is focused on the field, you're just not yeah. really noticing the fans. So I know what you mean though. I mean, you just can't replace the fan element. The, the, I was watching the world series with, you know, a thousand fans or whatever scattered fans. And it's just not the same on a neutral, the only neutral, um, except for the Super Bowl, the only neutral court, neutral field type of sporting event that's normal was March Madness, which is great. And they almost did that last year without fans if they were going to have it. So, I mean, I think you touch on a really good point, which is the, the, from a television perspective, the, the camera and, and like hockey, you do see the fans, you know, uh, behind the boards, but something like baseball where the fans are behind the backstop, like you see them every single pitch. And when the ball, you know, gets hit, you see, so, so not having that, which you're so used to seeing, um, that is, is, is 
I think a lot more jarring when Jar- they're yeah, built jarring, into the exactly. television experience. I was about to say that word. Yeah, exactly. It is jarring. When they're built yeah. into the experience like that. So, yeah. um, but I mean, I, 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 I confess I did not watch much hockey after the Jackets got bounced. Um, part of it, it's not that I found the teams unappealing. It was just, and also, um, you know, those schedule, the schedules, and I get why they had to do it, but you know, I'm not going to watch uh, somebody play that's not prime time. If it's not my team, I will make concessions to watch the Jackets play at three o'clock on a Tuesday. I will, I will do that, uh, but I'm not going to do that. And granted, the times obviously got better as the field got smaller. But that game, that game that went five overtimes was probably oh one of the God. worst experiences of my life. Uh, <laughs> I cannot tell you how angry I got as that game kept going. And it also sucked because as a, as a hockey fan and as a Blue Jackets fan, you're very used to you're on your own when it comes yeah. to to yeah. watching the experience nobody else is watching none of your friends are watching this game you know unless they're jackets fans nobody cares nobody's watching and, and and that's fine and honestly there's probably a little bit of tribalism and a little bit of gatekeeping uh when it comes to that so um all of a sudden you start getting at three and four overtimes it's getting later in the afternoon people are, are able to tune in and everybody's watching it and uh and then the jackets to lose and, you know like it's like Oh, finally, my one, you know, my friends are watching this game now because it's, it's, uh, people are texting me like, Hey, how are you holding up? And who don't care about the blue jackets or care about hockey. And suddenly, uh, you know, people who on my, my Twitter feed, who pay attention to other sports, everybody's watching this game. And then the jackets lose. That was that. I mean, that's the, obviously not the most important thing, but when you've yeah. sat there for yeah. six hours mm-hmm. and you haven't left your, your couch and two meals have passed you by and you know, <laughs> your kids asleep and you're like, shit, I sat through all that. And, uh, just to see them lose, uh, yeah. for nothing <laughs> that, that, that left a mark on me and that, you know, it would have happened outside of the bubble, but that sucked. Yeah. I take responsibility kind of for that five overtime loss. Well, not the loss, just the five overtime because I was, I was, so I, I'll go back. So I was driving back from the beach and I'm like, Oh, game one is the day I'm coming back. I'm going to miss a little bit. And you know, it starts at like three o'clock I'm on the highway, you know, I'm, I'm coming back towards Richmond or maybe I'm in Richmond at that point. I'm almost home. I'm like, all right, I'm going to catch the last couple of periods. Well, little did I know I was going to catch at the equivalent of about two games. Later. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny because I remember, I think, and I never do this, but um, I remember, I think it was in the third period. I think it was tied. And uh, yeah, and I I said to my dad, I never do this, but I said, yeah, this is probably going to go like, f- I don't know if I said five overtimes. But I might've <laughs> said four or five overtimes. Just, I don't know. I never do that because I don't want to like, you know, jinx them or whatever as if that would really do anything, but you know, but I don't know, I guess I didn't really feel like the normal nervousness pressure just because I don't know if it's because Columbus beat them the year before that. I knew Tampa Bay was going to be mad. I knew Tampa Bay was ready right. to definitely win. I don't know. I guess I didn't feel the same level of nervousness that I usually would feel. And maybe it was just a neutral. I, I don't know, but um, I felt good about Columbus's chances in that series. And I even said, uh, I think it was before game three. I was like, they could very well lose three in a row, but I think I like them winning this series. I mean, I like their chances of winning the series, but I put out, you know, I said, if they lose three in a row, which they did, it would not surprise right. me, obviously. And the way they lost, you know, it was like a, it was like a one goal game, every single game, except for the one game that the Jackets won. I think it was three to one in game. What two, uh, that was the only game that was more than a goal. So, I mean, they were in every game. They just couldn't get the, 
the offense or, you know, you know, how the story of the season was no offense basically. So, and I mean, and yeah, and, and it turned out Tampa was pretty good. And so it's hard to be mad about that. Um, and, and especially after last year. So yeah, un- unsatisfying for sure. It was good to beat Toronto. That was, things would have been a lot different. And if, especially to see uh, from a, I'm going to put this asshole perspective to watch Toronto spin into a tizzy right after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> that was totally satisfying. That's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, that was, that was, that was good. And, and, you know, it's Tampa, right? Like they won the cup. You knew it was going to happen eventually. Good for them. Fine. Right. Yeah. I have yeah. Some, some friends who are Tampa fans. Good for them. So, you know, that, that's what it was. But I just can't, I still haven't gotten used to like the calendar and and nothing happening except for right. Jackets getting COVID and coming back from alone, uh, I guess. I mean, you know, it's December 1st. Um, we're we're going to try and play hockey in the next couple of months, I guess. But there's still so much to be worked out. We've seen that it can be worked out quickly. Yeah. But I wonder if, right. I mean, we, we saw it worked out quickly because there was a season already going. And everybody was already kind of built, you know, bought in. And so, yeah. and obviously we know, we know a lot more about the virus than we did then. And things are different regarding vaccines and treatment and prevention, but people are still getting it a lot. So uh, definitely not a safe yeah. time to host sport yeah. events. I, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's hard to, without them in front of my face, without seeing them, it's hard to... I mean, and this is the reason sports are in decline, right? It's not, or it's not decline, but ratings aren't as high because people got other stuff going on. There's other stuff. And we kind of got through the seasons that were already in progress. I mean, that's what the NFL is doing now. But, you know, we had college basketball got canceled. We got baseball and we got football or we got basketball. We got hockey. We got, you know, uh, the Kentucky Derby. We got, so we were all kind of like, let's just collectively get through this. And so now we're in the next part for the NHL, which is what's next. And, and nobody knows. So it's tough to to pay attention to that right now. It reminds me of baseball because baseball was trying to get it started. Like you said, hockey and basketball had already started. And they kind of all just kind of were like, we know what we got to do. We got to you know, figure out a way to come back. Let's do it. But I mean, it's like you said, so much to work out. It can happen. I, I think they will figure it out, whatever that. I mean, there's a lot to figure out from just the CBA perspective, the safety perspective, the product, all that stuff. But we saw baseball do it. And that, I felt really... Uh, I don't know. I didn't think baseball was going to happen after a while the way they were going. So from a pure, I don't know, Blue Jackets perspective, I'm at that point now where I never, I've I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to count them out anymore, no matter who they lose, no matter who's injured, because at the very worst, or at the very least, they always find a way to be competitive and just kind of bring you back in, even when you're ready to give up because they've lost six in a row or they've lost every single person to an injury. I mean, you know, you have the unsung hero in like Nathan Gerby or whoever, PLD or uh, Bjorkstrand, Elvis, Corpusalo. I mean, they've always got somebody, it seems, you know, to keep that team kind of going. And I remember, you know, it was like this time, like literally this time last year, might've been to the day, I don't know. But I remember they were in Florida, they lost, they were just going spiraling. And it was soon after that, they went on the the crazy tear. So who knows, like whatever the season starts, who knows, but we know they're not going to have guys like Gustav Nyquist. Hopefully the PL, all the contract stuff will be taken care of. 
Emil Bemstrom's coming back. He just had a he lit it up over overseas, basically. Uh, so I mean, I I don't know. That's just kind of a positive, just because it's like he kind of struggled a little bit in his first year, but he's so young, yeah. so much potential. So I don't know. You get yeah. what I'm saying. So I I don't know. It's like they 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 buried the narratives of oh they lost Panarin, they lost Bob, blah blah blah. Of course, I'll take Panarin, but yeah, that's besides right. the point. But yeah, I mean, what do you what do you what do you kind of think about the team just on the ice? Uh, I guess you could say when healthy, which they never no. are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think what we've gotten at, at this point in the Tortorella era, the Yarmo era, is a high floor team. Like they're, you know, they're, you know, what you're gonna get. I don't. We don't know how high the ceiling is. Um, I think the general consensus, and I kind of subscribe to this, is is that it's not. It's not an uh, unknown ceiling. Like, we don't know how it's going to go. I think there is probably a cap to it. Now, whether that caps in the conference finals this year, who knows, you know. Uh, I, but I do, I do think that what you're going to get with, with this team, the way it's constructed, the way it's coached, is a solid defense is solid defensive play. Um, nobody's scoring 40 goals anymore. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't see that anymore. Um, Panarin had already come in with so much skill and talent. I mean, obviously, otherworldly talent. I don't see, I don't, I and you know, like you can count on, you can hope for Benstrom or Bjork Strand to, to suddenly explode, catch fire, PLD maybe. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I just don't know if that kind of thing happens anymore. And maybe it doesn't need to. Uh, I just don't see somebody like like Rick Nash scoring fifty goals, going going. You know, Cam doing Cam did it. Cam Cam did it, but he did it. You know, with with Panarin. And so I, I don't know that. Other short of having another world, otherworldly talent, which they don't. PLD is great. I don't think he, I mean, he's not on Panarin's level. That's, that's crazy. Uh, Cam's not on that level. So, and that's fine. Maybe that's the, that's the identity of this team is the, the, the hardworking, much pale physical team. Um, I think the addition of, of Canon cast guest Max Domi was, was good. That, that'll help. Uh, what I think this team, this team can do is, is play well defensively, score goals when they have to, uh, get great goaltending, which, you know, they've had for, for years now. And 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 see how far they go with that. Uh, I I think Tortorella is a great coach. I think he he gets he squeezes really the 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 all the juice out of the lemon. Uh, I th- that said, you know I I think the grass is always greener. I am not calling for his I'm not calling for his firing right now. I can totally see this. I don't discount the theory of like get somebody else in there and and take him to the next level. I think that's a lot easier said than done. Definitely, you know, I think he's learned a lot about coaching young talent. That said, like, you know, the the fans always want the the next young gun to to come in here and set the world on fire. That's not happening with Torts. That hasn't happened with Torts. So, um, so I I don't see that happening. Is that is that going? You know, is that closing the window? Is that closing some window of the franchise? I don't think so. I mean, you, you this team is still so young overall. Um, yeah. So, right. so I don't know. I mean, I still, I'm still not going to pick them to win the cup. Um, but you know, uh, I think as I think, and I, I want to be careful how I say this too. Um, you know, you've got some older guys, Felino's Felino's older, you, you know, uh, Dubinsky's gone. The old guard is kind of aging out a little bit. Cam's 30, you know? Um, so as, as those guys take diminished roles or, or find somewhere else, whatever the case may be, um, and I love those guys. I'm not, I don't wish them to leave or anything like that. I'm just saying like as entropy occurs and, and, you know, youth bubbles up, 
who knows, you know, if a couple of years when you got Seth and Z uh, in, the, in the later, later half of their 20s, who knows, you know, and, and you've got these young guys. So I don't think it's happening this year, uh, whatever this year looks like. But I think that what we've seen is a, is a consistent floor, consistent thread. And like you said, exactly what you said, like you can't count them out. Um, they can find that next gear. They can find their way if things look like they're not going so hot by Christmas or whatever. And, and you know, they're, they're right back in it. So um, as frustrating as that is to say right now when they're not playing and all of a sudden it's March and they're foundering, they're stumbling towards the finish and you're like, what the hell? Um, right, right. I mean, and, and you know, right. that's another thing yeah. we, we don't really talk about, but, you know, the, the Jackets had a lot of time to heal up ahead of the Toronto series. Um, so, and right. there's, there, I, th- I forget who was saying it the other day, I think it was Greg Wyshynski about the short of the season and how, you know, by game 65 to 72, injuries are really starting to pile up. That's, that's like the sweet spot for guys going down a ton of guys going down right before the playoff starts. So short in the season, maybe you don't get as much, uh, you know, the, the wear and tear doesn't take such a toll when you're able to have uh, healthier teams heading into the playoffs. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, talking about the playoffs last year, I, I never saw Dallas making the run that they were making. And some people said, you know, maybe, uh, and I, I, I don't take anything away from any of the teams. I mean, I know some people were like, you know, maybe the older stars players use that time to just get right. And maybe they did, but you know, you can say the same yeah. thing for any other team. They all have that same amount of time to get better, heal, whatever. So I agree with the torts, what you said about torts, because I've been, as you probably remember, I always was kind of the glass half full defending torts. And I know like so many people and I, it's valid when they're like, like you said, I think it's, it's easier said than done to rebuild fire, hire, whatever. But like you said, the grass is always greener. I do think torts was when he brought, was brought in, he kind of, so he helped form the identity. He helped get them yeah. to a specific, they're a constant playoff team now. Now, of course, that's not good enough for some people who, and I, I agree. I want to see the team advance. We both do. We all do. But yeah. it's, it's, I think it's so easy to overlook what this team talk about careful of how I say it. Like, I don't want to just say, yeah, it's great going to the first round and losing every year, basically. But this team used to be a cellar dweller every single year. They're at least now a constant playoff. And we just said it, how this team, I don't count them out now, which when could you have ever said that about the blue jackets ever? So at least they've, they've, they've checked that one box. Now. Yeah. Now it's time to get to the playoffs and actually advance. And like you said, and I kind of agree too, I've always thought this anyway, I think towards, he may not be the guy to get them over that hump, but he at least gets them to that, to the party, I guess. Um, and that's where people differ, you know, some are like, it's not, and it's valid when you point at certain guys, William Carlson, maybe Milano, whoever, they don't seem to flourish in Columbus. The ice time that's doled out is kind of odd. I kind of wanted to see the younger guys have a chance. And I feel like I've always kind of, or went back to last season. I thought I said, you know, I think guys like Jenner and Felino are towards his security blankets. He's going to play them when he does, even if it just makes you mad uh it's i like i like what he can bring to the team but uh i don't know i i i'm just curious to see how the young guys continue to thrive hopefully they develop texier bemstrom the list goes on but uh, liam foodie yeah. so yeah yeah and it's probably a lot easier to have a discussion now and you can ask us again when you know they've lost five yeah, in a row right. he's icing scott harrington right. um 
against against Washington or right. something, you know. So well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they cooler heads that's right the now. Thing. They uh, so I went into the off season like let's go, let's let's get you know Taylor Hall, which I mean I didn't exactly expect that, but they they made it seem like they had so much cap space. They made it seem like this team could be aggressive, and now it feels like there's an internal cap. Yeah, but and then they and then you know. It, it was kind of odd, you know, you get rid of Nudavar, you get rid of Murray, you get rid of, uh, who am I forgetting? I mean, they just kind of, you know, got guys out. And now it's, it's what I was going to ask you. I was curious. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what side of the coin you would be on with this, but um, I'm not, ad- I was never advocating for trading Marinsky, but I've brought it up before. I know seeds even mentioned it recently same thing he was like do you consider trading him to get that otherworldly offensive guy and of course z brings it offensively as a defenseman but i at the time i wouldn't do it now because they've already depleted the the uh, defense as much as you can go basically yeah. but it's like right. would you trade varensky if it meant getting whoever jack eichel or whoever offensively to balance out the offense and if you have a healthy murray when you had him if he's ever healthy that is when he's out there you know, he can kind of take up for uh, Berensky defensively. But you know what I mean? It's like, do you have to split yeah. that egg or, you know, break that egg, I guess? <laughs> Probably depend on the guy and the situation. But, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit it. I was like, aside from Panarin, like, yeah, Panarin. But, it, you know, there were questions about Panarin flourishing without Kane, right? Um, and Saad, we knew what Saad could do. I right. love Saad. So, um I mean, even even when it seems, even when in retrospect it's it's a slam dunk, it it still is never a sure thing. And so, or at least you know, uh, so I think though, I think I think if you make that move and you are talking about the current circumstances, I think if you're talking about this team, the system that Torts employs, and the the constant preaching of defensive responsibility from everybody on the ice, then I think you can get away with a little bit more with with losing. And I want to be careful about how I say this because it's not going to come out right regardless. But obviously you don't want to lose a guy like Z. But I think for this team, like you're not talking about Colorado. Uh, granted, they play great defensively. But you're not talking about a, a team that loves – or Toronto, a team that just loves to score and get in track meets. Um, you're not talking about that team. You're talking about Columbus. They're going to do it defensively with goaltending. So if you are talking about that and you're able to add to the offense – and maybe push some guys down on the top six by getting this this fantastic elite player and maybe uh, create some more chemistry, play with the lines a little bit more, then maybe you can get away with that. Maybe you can get away with, with having um, – bringing some guy. you know, maybe – I think I think you get what I'm saying, is, is that, you know, for a defensive first team, right, yeah. maybe you can get away with that and, and kind of paper over some some deficiencies uh, on the defensive side, if you especially if you have mm-hmm. Elvis and, and – and, um, yeah, Corpy, which we didn't think they would have both again. So who, who the hell knows about that? And so, but like, but that said, you know, suddenly if if you change coaches and change systems and things are different, then then maybe that doesn't go as well. Maybe that doesn't play so nicely on the defensive side, and you really start to feel that that hole with Z. So um, I think that's where I would approach it. Uh, a contingent on, on I think it. I think you definitely listen to the call. I think you definitely pick up the phone and, and yeah listen so but it did seem like you're right though it did seem like that that yarmo cleared the decks for a move that didn't happen and that was at some point i mean there was some chatter about this like at some point you do wonder about columbus as a destination and and 
getting guys like Bob in a trade, Panarin in a trade, and then losing those guys in free agency and you don't sign any free agents ever and you don't have yeah. anybody big who wants to come, who doesn't want to raise a family here. Um, at some point, you do start to, to scratch your head a little bit. For a team with cap space that makes the playoffs, you know, I, so I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I don't want to cast any aspersions, but at some point, you're like, what the hell, man? Yeah, and, you know, and obviously, like, from the Bob perspective, I mean, I think we all know he wasn't going to come back. That's so, fair. But, yeah, that's but, a good uh, group, yeah. I, it, same, same thing. I, I totally get it. Like, it makes sense just to even mention that because they technically, like, we all knew he wasn't going to come back. They didn't even need to bring him back. But Panarin, solid, I mean, <laughs> solid player. Great superstar player. MVP-type talent. Um, I, you know, we kind of knew he wasn't going to come back. But, you know, took less to go to New York. But it's in New York. It's the Rangers. It's the Garden. Yeah, I mean, I do. I think the same thing. You know, that, that's why it was so refreshing to listen to Max Domi because since day one of that trade, he has embraced and is just so excited to be in Columbus. You can see it in his social media posts. He uh, He's just ready to go. Um, that was, you know, so PD, of course, did that interview. And that was the only question that I was that I could think of to say, or not even question, but just in to bring up to say, hey, like you've totally embraced, you know, the trade and, you know, wanting to be in Columbus. And I, I kind of forget that this is Domi's what third team now because he was in Arizona before that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's ready to go. And I mean, I liked Josh Anderson, but uh, the money good for him getting what he got from Montreal. We knew that sure. Columbus wasn't going to get that, give that to him. But I like what Domi brings as far as a need, you know, two line center um, really outside of Duchesne. Oh, that's another guy. I wish they had kept Duchesne. Yeah, good point. And then he struggles in Nashville anyway. So yeah. 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 But, uh, oh, that one. Yeah. Well, he wanted to I be know. a country music star in Nashville. So good for him. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but yeah. he was another one though. Duchesne was a great, yep. um, a really good, good guy to have in Columbus. He seemed really now, of course he was getting out of Ottawa. So, and then before that he was with the avalanche when they were bad. So there was some like, I won't even say baggage. I'm not going to say that, but it's Gra- it, grabbing a life raft. Like he had, you know, this yeah, is, it felt like yeah. he always had a bad situation. So we finally got to a good situation. He was a, but I, I, yeah, Columbus is not a destination. The only big time free agent is Nathan Horton. And that blew up in our face, unfortunately due to injury, not because of anything. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a Jeff Carter situation, which was a trade, but oh, man, Nathan Horton, that one just, that one just, even to this day, when I think of it, it's like, man, he was seven year deal. He got his money, but I think he wanted to really just be there too. And yeah, yeah, just didn't work. So, yeah. And I, and I, so I, I think that's what you were talking about with uh, Max Domi too. And, and like, he also fits the profile of, mm-hmm. of like a blue jacket. Cause mm-hmm. like we talked about mm-hmm. like somebody like Panera coming in like that or, or like Marion Gabbard, right? Like that's a long time ago, but the whole, and I mean, this is a, t- Totally different system, totally different situation. But they couldn't use him. He was too skilled for the system they played. Towards um, line, what he said, like a Ferrari and like a, a Ferrari engine and like a Ford or something. So, oh yeah, that's a completely different situation. But Max Domi definitely fits what this team is about and the way they play. And so I think that um, for that reason also is is really a good probably situation for him and and for the fans. And so um, that's nice to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of as far as, you know, whether or not this is the case or whatever, you could make the case or bring it up with Torts. Uh, his play his style is not sexy. It's not, I guess, 
it's it's not exciting as far as offense it's defense it's checking it's you know blocking the shots things like that it's the hard stuff but you mentioned the the lunch pail type of a style so you know and i guess if you're a, a panarin or not not the single panera now but just a superstar talent offensive driven you might say yeah that's not the best style for me and i don't necessarily want to go maybe i don't know if that's even the case i don't know what the conversations are like but I could see where that could come into play a little bit at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and the other thing is like, you know, Columbus fans love guys who love Columbus. That's true in any city, but I think Columbus does have, it's not just Jermaine of blue jackets, but an inferiority complex about the city and, and all mm-hmm. that. So when you have somebody like cam, cam specifically homegrown, um, never put anywhere else loves the city like establishes you know funds and and the, the battery hockey academy and um clearly loves the city loves raising his kids here you got felino who who you know was traded here right. but has clearly embraced columbus and everything about it um but those guys are family guys right those guys are not panarin or you know 23 year olds who who get traded here and live downtown um that's not that's not who they are and and i and that said, the people who buy season tickets are are are, are people closer to, to Cam and, and Nick, right? So, um, like I think Matt Calvert, if Matt Calvert had stayed, and that, that you know that's not to say it was it was his fault, um, you know he would be remembered forever as as a Blue Jacket like Cam and Felino will. Not that he won't, but you get what I'm saying because when Cam retires, right, yeah, yeah. Um, you know he finishes out his contract and maybe sends another one or whatever. He is he is royalty among the blue jackets fans for life so uh partly because i guess my whole point is how much he loves the city and how much he's established and put down roots so um and i'm not suggesting everybody needs to do that that's not what i'm saying but it goes a long way uh for a fan base and for a franchise to to do that so um other than like living in a condo somewhere which is not bad i'm just saying it's not the same thing <laughs> it's not the same as living in ua and and you know sending your kids to school <laughs> yeah definitely yeah yeah man talking about cam um it was cool when they when they gave him that deal you know seven-year deal he's he's back he's gonna stay in columbus but he really struck i think the question you mentioned it before about panarin i think the question going in was how are how's i think the the name that most people thought of or brought up as Dubois. How's he going to do without Panarin? Well, yeah. he was fine. Yeah. It was Cam who really struggled, whether it was injuries or just offensive consistency. And I remember I did, I think it was Cam Atkinson's with, what was it? I think it was his review that I did. And I was looking at the with or without chart from the year ago with Panarin versus now. And it was just like, holy crap. Like Atkinson just... Yeah just across the board so i mean i think the you, i he's a gamer i i kept waiting for him to snap out of it last season i was like he's gonna get going he's gonna figure it out and it never really happened i think he'll bounce back i would it's too good not to yeah. unless he just falls off a cliff i don't think he's gonna fall off a cliff i think he's gonna get back to it hopefully domi helps now losing nyquist doesn't help but you know hopefully having another center whatever line he's on hopefully he finds that rhythm that rhythm that chemistry yeah i have so. this that was extended time to heal and rest up and and you know this this extended off season will probably help everybody in that in that sense yeah uh if you remember and i know you do but going back to what over a year ago i guess <laughs> 
what what is time but um i, I think it was I 2019 we were talking to john luke grandpierre and we even asked him yeah. like what did you think about the goalie situation with elvis and corpy but i remember in the beginning of the season so you probably remember in the beginning of the season corpy was getting every start uh elvis got you know one here one there always i think on the road he never really got any starts until basically when Corpy went down. He might have had one before that. I can't even remember. He did have. Well, a he got shellacked early on. Yeah, he got his Pittsburgh. ass kicked. And, right, uh, and, and everybody was worried about it. Yeah, yeah, and and really, just like Corpy, I feel like Elvis found his groove. Like as soon as he had that starting net consistently, he was like, "This is my net," and you know, he was probably. He didn't make the rookie of the year ballots or anything, I don't believe, but he was at least in that conversation, obviously, for what he was doing. He was just like on fire. Uh, you know, and Corpy, he's not Corpy. Corpy is not Elvis. Corpy at this point, Corpus Allo is a he's a good goalie. He can really carry like we saw what he did in the playoffs, even against uh, you know, whether it was Toronto or Tampa, he could just get on a roll there. I mean, he was playing at a different level, but I think Elvis yeah. is probably he's an all-star. Main- <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's an all-star. Yeah. Um, and he was still getting, you know, we're still seeing these, some of the people, I'm not going to name names, like, oh, he's still not that great, or, ah, well, the numbers are this or that, whatever. Like, he played well. He's not Elvis, he's not a superstar, but not to say Elvis is a superstar yet, but that potential is there. Anyway, so they have both goalies. Um, do you, well, I guess what were your thoughts with Elvis and Corpy kind of playing the way that they did? kind of carrying the team basically yeah no 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 and 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 you know the old adage like if you have two starting goalies you don't have one i i don't yeah yeah i don't know what's going to happen i think i'm curious as to what's going to happen behind the scenes and mentally because since elvis joined the organization he's bet on himself you know he's like i'm not going to cleveland like you are going to play me in columbus you are going to put me in the room um you know sign the contract that he did and that's it. Corpus play lights out. So, you know, I, I wonder how much of it was getting through last year and then shake in and then everybody would, would seem to think, Oh, there's going to be resolution one way or the other. One of these guys is going somewhere. Um, and so now I just don't know about the personalities. I don't know either of those guys from, you know, I don't know, I don't know either of them. So I, I don't know how they think or what they feel, but you, you can clearly see from the outside, Elvis is this brash, young, fun, loud dude who thrives off pressure and, and, you know, his teammates and, and Corpy's not that guy. And Corpy just shows up. It, it's sort of like the PS4, PS5 analogy. Like my PS4 works fine. It works great. It, it plays award-winning games. It's got all this longevity. It does great. So I don't mean, it's an all-star. It's a powerhouse. Um, but the PS5 is cooler and does like it's gonna be better probably in the long run. Like it's got cooler stuff, and so I want that now, yeah. right? Like, um, yeah. so I, like that. I don't. That's not perfect because obviously the PS5 is better. But uh, I think the seal. It's it's the same thing we talked about with with floor ceiling, right? Elvis percept, perceivably has a much higher ceiling than Corpy. Now that said, Corpy's an ulcer. So I, I I don't know. I it, that I do not envy Tortorella and having to figure that out because. Somebody's not going to be happy. Uh, I mean, nobody's nobody's happy when they have to sit. But if they're not happy and they're loud, unhappy, and they've they've shown that I'm talking Elvis specifically, and they've shown that they take it as as like you know uh, a sign of disrespect or, or whatever. I'm just thinking back to the, the Cleveland decision. Um, then you've got you've got a different sort of animal on your hands. I don't know. 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit more common now, kind of, to see this kind of one A, one B kind of a thing. You kind of, you can kind of rotate. If one guy gets into a groove, keeps winning, just keep going with him, unless you have like a back to back. But, um, yeah, I know what you mean though. And you know, this is just totally random, but it, it reminded me. Um, so going outside of the Blue Jackets, but you know, uh, the Capitals. Holpe, Brayden Holpe is in Vancouver now. Got like a, like a two-year deal, I think. Kind of a 1A, 1B kind of situation out there, maybe. Yeah, Thatcher Demko. Demko, yeah, Demko. So you have Demko and Holpe, and I don't know. Like, I don't know if Holpe just get it down here last year. Kind of reminded me of Bob, actually, a couple years. or Well, it reminded yeah. me of Bob just on the surface, both about 30, you know, big-time goalies going to be in free agency, and now he's in Vancouver. You saw what Bob did in Florida, which wasn't great, and I think maybe maybe that played a part to say, like, well, hope he didn't play well. Plus, we don't want to give him, like, a six- or seven-year deal. I don't know. I just feel like the 1A, 1B thing can work with goalies, but I totally know what you mean. I mean, in general, you can have one. Yeah, I think it can. It's just with the right two yeah. guys. Right, and, yeah, exactly. and I don't, don't know if... And, I, and nobody's talking about Jonas, and maybe that's not fair uh, when we talk about personality wise but um elvis is just so out there right and we yeah. know so much about how out there he is that that just doesn't seem to jive and you know what <laughs> talking about corpy uh i don't know if you remember this uh this was over a year ago back last november um there was that game in Colorado where I forget exactly what the situation was, but Corpy just got yeah he got pissed off. He just blew his lid basically. Um, I, he was basically I don't know if he was officially benched for this for the next game, but unofficially anyway. At the very least, Torts was like, "You cannot do this. You can't. Yeah, you can't let emotion get you." And I've seen you know Corpy kind of gives me this laid back approach vibe, but then he gets into it when he gets when he gets. I remember watching, yeah. I think it was, was it Toronto or one of the playoff Tampa? Uh, I remember at one point I was like, don't do anything stupid here. Like don't <laughs> lose your, your head here because like, I get why you're frustrated, but you got to just yeah. stay cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's a good point. So I, I don't know. Um, goalies are goalies anyway. So, you know, I mean, hell even Bob left and took a shower in Tampa uh, when he, so who knows? <laughs> uh, going off, off, uh, the blue jackets a little bit um since you you work at clemson right so are you a big clemson sports fan anyway or just kind of like because you're working there you kind of feel that are, are you are you into the football team and all that the playoff uh potential yeah so I've more the more the more i've i've the longer i've been here the more i i get more invested um, right which it's funny because when I started at Clemson, I got I was getting out of sports, and so I mean I still if there were football I would still be working at, at Presbyterian College on football Saturdays anyway. So I didn't really you know have an opportunity to see him, and like normally the last thing I wanted to do is watch more sports after. So uh, it kind of took me a while to warm up, but I remember it was very it was a very weird time to come to Clemson because I came in fifteen, and so I've been there for the last five years, which is a wild time to be there. I remember being at the gym on campus working out and you know they have the tvs in the gym and they're on espn and i'm working out and i'm seeing espn live from two blocks away you know um on campus and as i'm and i'm like that is so bizarre to me it's such a yeah yeah surreal that's exactly what it is like that that is wild so um it's been it's been very nice uh you know, now that, that like I have my Saturdays free because Presbyterian's not playing. Um, I took my, took my son on a walk on Saturday 
uh, and just listen to the game. I had the game nice. on my phone and we were just walking around listening to the game. And I watched, so I've, I've watched a lot more um, football this year than, than I have in the past. But yeah, I've gotten into them more like, you know, last year with, with, with Trevor Lawrence, I, I, you know, I watched more than I did the year before. And so I have gotten a little bit more invested. Obviously the longer I've been here too, I feel like, um, you know, it's easier to get more of the players yeah. when you see them every year. So, and also they're very good. So that's, it's helpful <laughs> to, uh, to, it's, it's easy to get on in on the ground floor or not even on the ground floor. It's easy to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. When, um, they're winning. So I don't claim them necessarily, but with yeah, fantasy in my fantasy league, I always do try and, and pick um, a couple of tigers just because uh, it's funny to me, and the rest of the guys like get it. No, like no. Yeah. Um, so like I have Deshaun this year, yeah, and I picked up Wayne Gallman a couple weeks ago, which worked out, which has worked out very well. So uh, it's it's that like that's funny. So yeah, yeah, uh, you know, go Tigers. I guess I was wearing a Clemson shirt earlier. Did the uh, did the PLD jersey come yet? Yes, um, I, I have it. I love it. Um, it's now that it's cold, like, and that's the other thing, like I was wearing a Jersey in August, like God, yeah, that sucked right. so bad. So, um, I, I, I wish I could, but yes, I love it. I do love the, it took me a while to warm up to like the new font and the typeface or the, the typeface, oh, and the, yeah, the yeah. numbers, but I love it. I'm, I'm, I would love for him to sign a damn contract. I know that's, uh, you know, it takes two to tango on that. I can't put it all on, on one, either one of them, but I feel a lot better about it when that happens. So <laughs> I think it'll be, it should be done. Yeah. Um, you got the white or the blue one. I got the blue one. I got gotcha. the blue one. Cause I haven't had a blue one since I was like 2007 or eight when I had a Jared, I had a Jared bowl and, and then I went oh, alter and I, okay. went, I went white. My then girlfriend gave me a white Torres in 2009. Rafi Torres. Torres yeah. Oh, there's a name. Yeah, yeah. If that was before he like went off. The right. uh, he was just a hard yeah, player, yeah. not like a piece of shit. And then, um, right on the ice anyway. And then I got a, a alternate Dubinsky in like 13. Mm. And so that's my favorite Dubinsky jersey ever. Third, yeah. yeah, I love it. So yeah. I will ride You, you got that forever. cannon? Yeah. That's the cannon one? Yeah. Yeah, I got the same one for Dubinsky. Yeah, yeah, I like Dubinsky a lot. And it was right after you signed the contract. I got the jersey and then the injury happened, of course. So I or love, not yeah. the injury, but injuries. Whatever so. whatever happened there. Uh, we still yeah. 100% don't really know. But I, I, I you know... The 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 arc of my jackets fandom can be traced by guys like Jared Bull and Brandon Dubinsky and you know like the and now PLD or you know guys that like are not afraid to drop the gloves you know talk shit get in front of the net chirp after the whistle um, and Dubinsky did a lot more of the 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 chirping and <laughs> and shit talking yeah. uh, which is what I love uh, so those guys like are, are, you know, are so much more of an entry point for me, um, than like Rick. Nash. I mean, obviously Rick Nash was, was incredible superstar, mm-hmm. but like Rick Nash right. is flipping off photographers in Montreal, uh, in December <laughs> on camera, the way Dubinsky did. So th- that kind of thing for me, um, I don't want to know anything more about Brandon Dubinsky <laughs> because I'm sure it would like shadow the illusion, <laughs> but for me, that that is that, like Jared Bull was was my guy from Jump. The reason yeah. I started watching them Blue Jackets, he was my. Um, I very much identified with him. So in terms of like, because he wasn't the best out there. So that just to to be able to, I mean, the hockey. So you're always going to have guys like that, but yeah, that is that is kind of my through line there. Yeah, yeah. I uh, for me it was like Shelley, and of course, like you said, Nash, but it's like Shelley. I like Dubinsky. I like the the hard nose. 
the like you said shit talking all that stuff uh i yeah whenever i see pld get into it with anybody i always remember you would be like yep that, that guy's a brat but i love that guy love what he does love what he <laughs> yeah exactly so he's, when he's on your team yeah when, <laughs> yeah when he's on your team uh that's that's what i want to see and then he'll and then because he'll back it up with like a hat trick against toronto yeah. or um you know like that kind of that's the other thing like biting off more than you can chew and not getting buried by it uh is is a key component in being an asshole on the ice that's why marshawn's like the best because he he has both sides of it and it's really hard to like, you can hate him but he's so so good that it's just i mean you know what because if you're not if you're not backing it up like that then you then people just i mean you, you suck you're i don't want to name any names but like if you can't hack it then then nobody cares about you uh and you're just annoying the theme music for this podcast is courtesy of my guy, John Christian. He has a band called Let It Sleep. It's on Spotify. You can catch this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Go ahead, rate it five stars, leave a review. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and lift off.